Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Another special episode looking at a product I received from Upper Deck 2022 Skybox Metal Universe Champions, a multi sport set that is really interesting. Checks a number of boxes that I like, including the chance to get something really good and including a retro feel, legends. The tagline is featuring top prospects, superstars, and legends from across the sporting world. I think the top prospects are in there. That's not my appeal. Some of the quarterbacks that are in there, they're decent cards, but that's not why I would collect the product. But I certainly will accept, and I will tell you, I did get a card for my card wall, so thank you, Upper Deck. When I opened it up, I did get something good enough to get slabbed and put up on the wall because it's a decent player, decent card. And he's a 24-year-old prospector. My big hit was a Desmond Ritter autograph card. He was a quarterback at Cincinnati, so he was a nemesis to my SMU Mustangs for four years. But he's an older quarterback. I think he played four years at Cincinnati and really brought their program up. But it's going to go on my wall. So anyway, thanks Upper Deck for doing that. And thank you Tops and Panini as well. Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Compsy.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. Uh, I got this box in the mail, and I just opened it up. It's always fun to get boxes and open up, and I don't open them up on camera. But I did get one good card, seven cards per pack, 15 packs per box, same as last year. So that's 105 cards I'm going to get. Again, none of them are bad because I like the design, but I did get one that's very worthy of slabbing and posting. And it's a Skybox product. Skybox started out, then it was acquired by FLIR, then it went out of business in the FLIR bankruptcy, and I guess Upper Deck picked up the brands. And the Skybox brand has had not surprising legs because it did have some really good designs and cards from back in the late 90s. But it's been resurrected, and Metal Universe Champions looks like it's a go. Last year, they had Michael Jordan on the front of the hobby box, and this year they have Tiger Woods on the front of the hobby box. It's There could be some confusion that Michael Jordan makes it a basketball product. There is a lot of basketball in there, but he's not in uniform, whereas Tiger Woods is wearing his famous red shirt and his TW logo on his cap, smiling. So it suggests a multi-sport set when you see Tiger on there. It's not all golf, obviously. There's a few golfers in there, but very multi-sport and almost quasi-sport because some of the sports are not sports that I would really follow. I don't consider necessarily major league. When I'm doing these box reviews, I try to do them in a different way. And one of the themes that comes up, and I do get some feedback on this sometimes from people that are listening to the episodes, and some of the letters that I get, there's some assumption that people that work for the card companies are not that sharp or they're dishonest or they're lazy or doing wrong things. I, I can't speak from experience. A lot of these people that work at the card companies used to work for me and they were extremely sharp when they worked for me. And they took that experience to the card companies. And I was just talking to one of them the other day. Most collectors have no idea of the hoops the card companies have to jump through with respect to licensing, the competitive pressures of the other companies. You're hearing about that now with the Fanatics and Panini lawsuits, criticism, one of the other. I don't like that, but I can't do anything about that. But there are smart people at every card company. I promise you that. And they're doing their best. The ones that I know really love the hobby. And so the idea that they're going to be putting out sets and just going through the motions, I don't see that. The 2021 box 
of Metal Universe Champions. I did review that back 150 episodes again, episode 866. And I think that was a similar configuration. When that came out, the price went way up, and then it started coming down, and now it's come down to a much more reasonable level for the 2021. And the 2022 started out and is finding a level, it looks like it came out at suggested 225 and is at 175. I don't want to editorialize about that. Each product needs to find its level. There's an SRP. There's some control that the card companies have with the initial pricing. But as you've seen, sometimes things can jump right up and sometimes things cannot. Does that mean the product last year was overproduced or overpriced? And if there's an anticipation, the overpriced sometimes is not based on the card company. It's based on the distributors and other retailers that are bidding it up and flippers. But if it's overproduced, then you're going to keep having available boxes and cases that are not sold. And that's some of what happened back in the original days of Skybox in the sense that And people think now, gosh, I would love to get some unopened product. In those days, from being there, the PMGs, yeah, they're beautiful cards, but they were arguably too tough. You just didn't see them. You weren't going to buy boxes and cases for the minuscule chance of getting something. And that's probably what has happened to Upper Deck last year, I think, when there was a lot of fanfare that there were going to be some PMGs in there. And that all sounds great, but the pack odds, the case odds, the box odds are pretty long. So you're not necessarily going to get that. When I look at these multi-sport and even quasi-sport, and I'm not going to get into that, but it's males and a few females, and I think that's all great. But I'd love to see further integration into music. And I know the licensing is perhaps a little bit of a problem, but it was Georgia Music and Sports originally when Dick DeCourcy took his music business, added the sports distribution, and now it's become GTS because it merged with Talking Sports. But at the very beginning, it was music, and I'd love to see more music. I think I'm seeing more content creators talking about their favorite musicians, groups, and singers. And when they're on a card, whether autographed or not, some of these rookie cards of entertainers, I think, are very worthy. So for Upper Deck to have Metal Universe Champions of Sport and Music, that wouldn't bother me a bit. Metal Universe Champions was released in July, so I've given it more than a month to percolate. Why is this a 2022 product instead of a 2023? Grant Sandground, one of the sharpest guys that ever worked for me, is product development at Upper Deck and his fingerprints on are on a lot of these products. These aren't flippant decisions or mistakes. If it's 2022, there could be other considerations such as royalties or that they have a certain agreement that applies to a certain year. And if things get delayed, I don't know, but I don't think it's capricious. It's not something where they're flipping a coin and trying intentionally to confuse collectors. They realize that if collectors are confused, they buy less. So there must be a good reason why it's 2022, even though we're more than halfway through 2023. Yet the year of the product does not matter as much when you're not talking about rookie cards as much for the mainstream sports that have their seasons. But even that has been controverted over the years. One thing I didn't like about it is if the numbering on the backs of the cards, card number 64 is 064. That's a problem. It makes it more of an alphanumeric numbering. I guess you can sort that way, but COMC will not recognize it as 64. They'll recognize it as 064. That's been a problem for me in the past. You just have to make the adjustment. When you're comparing two years in a row, and I did get a box and compared that, when you're looking at from year to year, 
you can have a one per pack insert or a numbered to a hundred insert or parallel in two different years. And it would seem like if it's one per pack one year or serial number to 100 in both years, that they would be similar value. And the answer is not necessarily. Sometimes, even though the numbering is the same or the insert ratio is the same, the amount of product being produced, there are cards that were high serial numbers, but very difficult because so much product was produced. Not so much the case here, but there's no substitute for just the knowledge of understanding the product and how it was produced and whether it was, like I said, overproduced is not the same as overpriced. It could appear to be overproduced if it's overpriced because the price will keep coming down and that makes people, frankly, want it less, even though in many cases what it's migrating to is either the SRP or reasonable price for what you're going to be able to get out of the box. So I can't say that 2022 was more or less than 2021. I haven't done that math, but it's easier to compare when you're talking about flagship type sets and other things that have a long track record to be able to do the pack odds and figure out how many cases must have been produced. There also was a box in there of 2023 USFL, the box set, which was 35 cards in a box. It's not real expensive. You're going to get the 30-card base set, which they say is 25 plus five retros, and then some base set parallel cards. It wasn't a big deal to me. The reason I bring it up is partly because, again, why is that a 2023 box set? That makes sense, except the 2023 season is over for spring football in the USFL. Obviously, these cards are planned. There's way more lead time than what people realize. And like I said, the people I know at the card companies are diligent. They're working hard. But uh, the interest in the 2023 USFL is I picked up a card of Cavante Turpin, who's from TCU and then was on the Cowboys and had a great preseason a year ago, had a few moments during the season, exciting player that he either would have a great return or he fumbled a couple times, not so great. And then you can see in the USFL, the reason it's not as esteemed as some of these other university type products is that the number one card is Bo Scarborough, who was excellent running back at Alabama. And it just shows that running backs are in disfavor. If you're a running back and did great in college, you're not necessarily going to be a great pro or not be a great pro for very long. And so the moral of that story is be careful, uh, which again, the general managers for football are already being careful about running backs. I've always thought, give me a running back that didn't have a great offensive line. And if the person can perform well on a team where they're undermanned, and I like that person's chances a lot better than somebody that had just a top-notch offensive line that were clearing huge holes. So the USFL set, I think it's not intended to be mainstream. Kevante Turpin, for example, didn't even play in the league this year. He'd already been up with the Cowboys, so he's in the retrospective thing. But like I said, there's no sure things, but you're hoping when you get a USFL set that one of these players in the set, whether it's a base card or a parallel or an autograph, might go on to some acclaim in the NFL or in some other way have a distinction. And if that were the case, then you'd be one, hey, let's get some of those sets. So I think they do okay. It's not a, a gigantic product for Upper Deck, but not to harp on the lawsuits. The card companies need to be resourceful and to broaden their base to where they're not just putting all their eggs in the basketball or football basket, that they have other things going because they do not always control their destiny. Well done, Upper Deck, to resurrect the Metal Universe champions and keep that going. I think that's going to be a fun thing. I've always loved those designs. And with the USFL, I think that's fine too. Maybe 
maybe somebody will break. And that's terrific to be scrambling. That's one of the reasons I look in the dollar box because some of that stuff could be made in a dollar box, but in some kind of a bargain box. And then if somebody has a big Sunday in the NFL, gets picked by one of the big teams and has a couple touchdowns, that's a lot of fun to see the scramble to find all their cards. So, again, thanks, Upper Deck. Thanks, collectors. Keep collecting and enjoy what you're doing. There's any number of ways to do it. You don't have to be just straight baseball, football, basketball, hockey. You can do some of these multi-sports and some of these not just minor league but other professional leagues. So thanks, everybody, and I'll be back again in a couple days another episode.